Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Pastor Brett. I want to welcome you today. Welcome everybody watching online today. So glad you could be with us. Um, just want to start with a little, a little story. In, in 2015, uh, Charity, my wife and I, we bought uh, a vehicle. It was an Equinox. And I drove that vehicle for five years until my son got his license. Isaiah got his driver's license. Then, then uh, Charity gave Isaiah her car. And then Charity started to drive the Equinox. And so then I started to drive my blue truck, which I love very much. And, uh, and so that's all fine. But one day, um, we were actually with some friends. I think it was in Moose Jar or something. And, and we're talking about Command Start. And Charity's saying how much she loves Command Start with, with her vehicle. And I said, we, we don't have Command Start with our vehicle. And she said, yes, we do. And she pulled out her keys and opened the door and started the vehicle for me to see with the, the fob, with the keys. And my mouth dropped to the floor for five years. Five years, I'm going outside in minus 30, starting my car, freezing my buns off. And the whole time, I could have had command start, and now I don't get to drive that vehicle, so I don't even, I still don't have command start. So I had the benefit, it sounds like I missed out on a good joke there. I had the benefit, I had the benefit of command start, but I wasn't using it. In fact, I didn't even realize I had it, right? And, and because of that, my, my life uh, was a little more difficult. Okay, I'm not going to complain. I mean, it's not a big deal, but, um, but it's going to fit with what I'm about to say. <laughs> How many of you know that because of everything Jesus accomplished on the cross, that we have benefits available to us? How many of you know that? Hallelujah. Everyone. Everyone who's invited Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior has access to these kingdom benefits, okay? But how many of you also know that it's very possible, it's very possible for Christians to live for years and not take advantage of those benefits? We either don't know them or we don't understand the terms of the benefits. We don't actually know uh, how good our benefits are, right? Or we just simply know about them but don't apply them to our lives. And, and listen, my life was not really much more difficult because I didn't use command start, but, but, but not knowing and not using and, and, and understanding the benefits, kingdom benefits, not just going to make our life much more difficult, okay, but it could be a matter of life and death. Not understanding our benefits as believers in Jesus could actually cost us our physical lives even, okay? So this is so important. And so what I want to do is, is I want to start a new series today 
called Forget Not Thy Benefits. And our theme verse is going to be Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Go ahead and turn there in your Bibles. Uh, always encourage you to bring your Bibles uh, to church if you've, if, you've got, if you've got one. Of course, we'll also have the, the scripture on the screen for you, but I've said this many times, but how many of you agree there's just something about opening up your own Bible and feeling the pages and seeing the Word of God, and, and, and it's just, there's something about that. It's just different than this. It's just, this is something about, this is fine, but there's something about having the physical Bible. Okay, I don't know. Maybe that's just old school. Okay, so Psalm 103, verses 1 to 12 says, praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works righteous. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as east is from west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first benefit that I want to talk about today is in Jesus we have forgiveness of sin. We have forgiveness of sin. Romans 3.23 helps us to understand that we've all fallen short. That, that we were, first of all, born into sin because of Genesis chapter 3 and the fall of man. But, but, but how many of you have, have made a mistake? Anybody made a mistake in this room? Okay, you're in church. You are in church. You raise your hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, of course, we've all made mistakes, we've all sinned, we've all fallen short, right? But here's the problem. Romans chapter 6 says that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, right? You know what that means? That means that we all need this benefit. We all need this benefit. How many of you are thankful for forgiveness? Hallelujah. That's what I like to see. So today, um, we're going to talk about six specific terms of this benefit. Usually, I give three points. Today, I'm going to have six points. So this is going to be double the length. You, you guys don't even, don't even, don't, don't tease me. I know, I know that's not what you're thinking. Don't worry, it's not going to be any longer. But let's pray. God, I thank you so much for being here. I thank you so much for being here. I thank you for your faithfulness. 
just to be here, just to be with us, just to love on us. And God, I just uh, thank you for everything that you've already done to this point, all the ministry, all the, the things you've told our, our hearts. And, and God, I just, I just pray that we're gonna just continue to be in your presence, continue to hear the voice of the Lord this morning. Pre-service prayer this morning, someone prayed that, that, we'd ha- that we'd receive that fresh manna, that fresh word. And, and some of us have, have talked about forgiveness, known about your forgiveness, Lord, for our whole lives. And yet, you still have a fresh word for each one of us today. And so, God, I pray that we hear that word this morning. And not just hear it, but that we respond to your voice this morning. Hallelujah. All of you and none of me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here's term number one of your forgiveness benefits. Term number one. Your sin has already been paid for. Your sin has paid for. You don't have to pay for this benefit. In your job, you have to pay for benefits. You don't have to pay for this benefit. It's already been paid for. In John chapter 19, just before Jesus died on the cross, he said, to telestai, he said, it is finished. That word to telestai from the Greek word is a Greek word, means it is finished. Everyone say to telestai. That word is often used by merchants in the business world. So so that if you had a debt with a merchant but you paid that debt, then then they would stamp to telestai on the parchment, on your debt parchment. And and that meant it is finished, or that meant paid in full. Jesus paid our debt. Jesus stamped your sin debt parchment, paid in full. This is why Jesus came. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And we've established that all of us at one point in our life, sin, that we were sinners. Hebrews 9, verse 26 says, he has come to do away with sin by offering himself. See, when a servant was given a a task by his master and he went and accomplished that task, he'd come back to his master and he'd proclaim, tetelestai, it's finished. The mission is now accomplished. I've done exactly what you sent me to do, to Tetelestai. By Jesus proclaiming Tetelestai on the cross meant that Jesus finished the work. He finished the task that God sent him to do, to save sinners, to do away with sin. He dealt with our sin debt once and for all. He paid the price for our sin. He saved us. And it's so important for us to understand that we can't pay for this benefit on our own. We can't pay for this benefit. 
if we worked a thousand lifetimes to try to pay off our sin debt, it wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't even be close. This is a gift that we can never afford. Like we read in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. We can't earn God's forgiveness, but we can freely receive it. We can freely receive it. For God so loved you and me that he gave us this gift, this benefit of forgiveness. Everyone say, paid in full. Hallelujah. Term number two of our forgiveness benefits. God forgives all of your sin. God forgives all your sin, even the bad ones. We look back at Psalm 103. It talks about in Psalm 103, that's our theme verse. It talks about two categories of sin. It acknowledges two categories of sin. And this, this, these two categories encompass all sin. Okay? Uh, and so the first one is iniquities. And the second one, transgressions. Okay, these are actually two different categories of sin. Iniquity is, is inner sin. It's, it's the inward motivation towards sin that drives us towards sin. Iniquity is sin in the heart and the soul. Okay, and, and that word iniquity is very close to the word inequity. Right, and that might help you remember inequity, inequality, when we are not equal with God's holiness inside. That's iniquity. It's the inner sin. Transgressions, that's the outer sin. That's the outer movement. It's a physical action. If iniquity is of the heart, then transgressions is of the hand. Does that make sense? It, it, a, a word that, that we use that's very close to that is trespass. Trespass means to step over a boundary, right? And, and Jesus taught us to pray this way in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses, right? As we forgive those who trespass against us. So when we step over a boundary, when we cross the line uh, between right and wrong, when we disobey God's word in, in that physical action, that's, that's transgression. So a, a really good example of this would be lust and adultery. Lust would be which? Iniquity. It's the, it's the inner, and then the physical action that might come from that inner sin, the transgression would be adultery, right? Here's, here's what I want us to understand, though. Jesus paid the price for both of them. Look at Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment for our peace was upon him, 
and by his stripes we are healed. Jesus was physically hurt for our physical transgression. And I believe Jesus was inwardly, internally hurt for our inward sin, wounded for transgressions, bruised for iniquities. But what we need to understand is that Jesus took all of it to the cross. Jesus took all of it to the cross. Hallelujah. Paid in full. God forgives all your sin. The third term of of your forgiveness benefit is your sin is gone. Your sin is gone. I want to say that one more time. Your sin, once forgiven by God, is gone. Gone. Wow. Look at verses 10 to 12 of 103, Psalm 103. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as east is from west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. God has removed your sin It's gone. God's removed it as far as east is from west. And you know what? We need to understand that linearly, okay? Not spherically. Whereas if you go east and you go, someone goes west, eventually they're going to meet spherically. Linearly, once you start going east, you never stop going east. Once you stop going west, You never stop going west. Are you with me? So that means that that it just keeps going, that God separated our sin as far as east is from west all throughout the known and unknown universe. There's your sin and there's you. That's how far God's removed your sin from you. It is gone. It's absolutely gone gone you know what you might remember it but it's not yours anymore and 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 that means it doesn't belong to you god's removed it from you you can't take ownership of it anymore it's not yours it's gone how many of you remember uh canadian bible college Canadian Bible College. Some of you even went to Canadian Bible College, I think. It was on the corner of 4th and Louvain, right across the street from your house, Reg. <laughs> you remember it. <laughs> I remember Canadian Bible College. I uh, used to be Saturday morning basketball games at Canadian Bible College. And there used to be a battle of the buses back in the 90s, a big youth, citywide youth thing. And it always culminate at the Canadian Bible College Gymnasium, just like hundreds of youth just screaming and shouting in there. Um, we had some amazing Good Friday services at the Canadian Bible College in the, in the sanctuary there. But how many of you know that, that if you go to try and visit it right now, that you're not going to be able to? 
Because why? It's gone. It was physically removed from that spot, right? You can go get a Tim Hortons now, but you can't go back there. So you, you remember the Canadian Bible College, but, but you can't go back there. You can't go back there because it's gone. It's gone. It's no longer there. I go golfing with some, some friends, and, and one, of, one of my friends is much better than me and my other friend. Much better. And whenever, yeah, and I'm not even talking about you. That's how bad we are. And whenever we hit the ball into the trees, our friend loves to say, she gone. Every time. Well, yes, I, I saw it. I saw it go. I saw it go into the trees. So whenever it gets to a place where there's no way we're ever going to see that ball again. She gone. She gone. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jesse. His name was Jesse. And, and, and that needs to be the mentality of our sin. There's no chance that you could ever see that sin in you again once forgiven by God. Because she gone. It's no longer there. Term number four of your forgiveness benefit is you have been washed clean. You've been washed clean clean so not only is that sin gone but now you've been washed clean look at hebrews 9 22 hebrews 9 22 says for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness this is just this is just how god set it up without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness so ever since sin came into the world in genesis chapter 3 right? Sin can only be dealt with through the shedding of blood. So in the Old Testament, they had what was called the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement, when the high priest would, would, they would shed the blood of animals. And then they would pour that blood over the mercy seat. And by doing that, then all of Israel's sin for one year would be atoned for. It would be compensated for, for one year. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. So atonement means to cover someone's sin. So in the Old Testament, people were considered forgiven through the blood of sacrificed animals because it was a, their sin was atoned for. It was covered, right? And so God didn't count their sin against them. They're forgiven for the sin, but it didn't take the power. It didn't break the power of sin in their life. It just covered their sin. Okay, It didn't make them uh, a new creation, the blood of goats and bulls, it didn't make them brand new inside. Okay? It just covered their sin for that year. 
or for the previous year. So God tolerated this because there was, there was nothing else available that could actually make them clean. Okay? They, they, couldn't be, they couldn't become perfect because the perfect sacrifice hadn't come yet. Enter the champion. Enter our champion. Hallelujah. 1 John 1, 7, 9 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Look at verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you know that 48 times in the Old Testament, it uses the word atonement, 48 times. How many times do you think it uses the word atonement in the New Testament? For that meaning of atonement, it is zero, but you see the word atonement one time in the New Testament. Okay, It's in Romans chapter 5, verse 11. I want to read it for you. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Okay, if you look that up in your Bible right now, Romans 5, 11, if you have anything besides a King James Version Bible, your version is probably going to say reconciliation. Because that's actually what that word is translated as, that word atonement in this scripture it's actually translated reconciliation. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus absolutely is our atonement in that he reconciled us back to God, yes? We can, we can be friends with God because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He's our atonement, right? He bridged the gap. Jesus absolutely is the ultimate compensation for our sin, 100%. But make no mistake about it. The blood of Jesus Christ does not cover your sin. But the blood of Jesus Christ washes you white as snow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to do a, a little illustration here. I just want to make this a visual for you. So, so this, is, this, is, this represents you. This represents your heart, your inside, okay? Now, I've got a Sharpie here. This is a permanent marker. Is it a good idea to put a permanent marker on a whiteboard? What, what's going to happen if I put a permanent marker on here? It's not, it's not coming off. That is exactly right. Okay, so I'm just going to dry that for a second. Okay, so there, there's, there's, the, there's the permanent marker, okay? Now, now that, that's, that's, that's us. This is us before Jesus. Okay, we, we have sin. Like we said, we've all fallen short. Okay? And so I'm going to try and wipe this off now. Try and wipe it off. You were right. It didn't come off. Okay, do you know that there's actually nothing that we can do? There's nothing we can do to wipe this off. Okay, and I'm talking about sin. There, there's nothing we can do to, to wipe 
to wash ourselves clean. We don't have the ability to do that. We don't have the power to do that. It's funny how we keep trying to do that, though, isn't it? But, but we can't. We, we can't. we can't earn forgiveness. We can't earn God's favor. We can't earn God's love. We can't, we can't magically clean us on the inside. We don't have the ability, the power to do that. But when you apply the blood of Jesus Christ, when you apply the blood of Jesus, this, this red marker, better work, Pastor Phil. When you apply the blood of Jesus, <laughs> this marker represents the blood of Jesus. When we apply the blood of Jesus Christ, look at that. Hallelujah. He washes us clean. There's not even a stain here. And that's what I want us to understand is in Jesus, you're no longer stained with sin. You're no longer stained with sin. You're no longer stained with your past. You, you shouldn't be stained with guilt and regret anymore. 1 Corinthians 6.11 says, but now you have every stain washed off. Now you've been set apart as holy. Now you've been pronounced free from guilt in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and through the spirit of our God. Ephesians 5.27 says, so that he may present the church to himself as glorious, not having a stain, a wrinkle, or any such blemish, but holy and blameless. Hallelujah. You, in Jesus Christ, are holy and blameless. How else can the Holy Spirit come and live inside of you if you are not holy and blameless? Amen? Term number five of your forgiveness benefits is you have a new name. You have a new name. You ever hear this? It's kind of a popular saying among, uh, in the church over the years. Someone just says, you know what? I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Everybody hear that before? And you know, I, I understand the sentiment behind that. I think, it's, I, I think it's probably a heart of gratitude. It's probably, you know, thankful for what God's done. I, I believe that. But that's not who you are in Jesus Christ. If God's removed your sin, if he's washed you clean, if he's made his home inside of you, you are no longer a sinner. That is not who you are. You were a sinner. But you have a new name. You have a new identity. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. New things have come. Hallelujah. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 21, God made him who had no sin be sin for us, so that in him we might become sinners. No, wait, that's not what, what does it say? 
we might become the righteousness of God. I love this translation, the Living Bible. For God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then in exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. In Jesus, you are full of the goodness of God. You're not full of sin. You're full of God. That's who you really are in Jesus Christ. Amen? We have a new name. Stop calling yourself sinner. Righteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. And finally, number six of your forgiveness benefit. There is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation. Look at Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Then the guiding angel showed me Joshua, the high priest, representing disobedient, sinful Israel, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at Joshua's right hand to be his adversary and to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, even the Lord who now and forever has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is this not a log snatched and rescued from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. He was standing before the angel of the Lord. He spoke to those, now this is God, spoke to those who stood before him saying, remove the filthy garments from him. And he said to Joshua, see, I have caused your wickedness to be taken away from you and I will clothe and beautify you with the rich robes of forgiveness. How many of you were that log that was snatched from the fire? See, God saved us from the fire. He saved us from the world. He saved us from sin and death. He saved us from hell. And a log that has been in the fire is going to be dirty. Is that right? We're dirty. We're just in the fire. We're covered in black soot. Right? We're filthy. And the devil knows we were filthy. And so he's right there ready to accuse. He's right there beside, ready to condemn. Ready to appoint, ready to declare guilty. He wants to convince you that even though you're in Jesus Christ, that you're still filthy and guilty. That's what he wants for you. But God does two things. First thing, he says, devil, shut up. We need to learn how to say, shut up, devil. See, the devil's accusing Joshua. Say, look at him, he's dirty. He can't stand before you. 
He's filthy. God says, shut up. When the enemy points at you and declares guilty, filthy, shut up, devil. I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am the righteousness of God. Shut your mouth. In Jesus, we have the authority to do just that. We can rebuke any enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus gave us that authority. So we never have to tolerate the accuser, whether it's coming from Satan or whether it's coming from someone else. You might have to say, shut up, devil. That's not who I am. I was a sinner, but now I'm saved by grace. Now I'm white as snow. And the second thing God did is he gave him new clothes. He gave him new clothes. He took all the filth away, and he gave him new robes of forgiveness and righteousness. Romans 8, chapter 1. Chapter, sorry. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, chapter 1. Romans 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation. This is the amplified version. But you know, they actually translated that, that word condemnation exactly right because that's what that word in this, in this scripture, that word condemnation means guilty verdict. Guilty verdict. So God's saying there's now no condemnation, no guilty verdict. No one can point at you and say guilty for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as their personal Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you, how many of you, feel, um, you feel pretty good about the terms of your benefit? Amen. Something I want to make really clear that I, I think I've tried to is that the only way you qualify for this benefit of forgiveness is if you invite Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. He's the door. He's the door to forgiveness. He's the door to salvation. He's the door to be washing clean, to be washed clean. And so I want to make sure that everyone has that opportunity because I don't, I don't know everybody here. I don't know all your hearts, but you do and, and God does. And so I'm just going to invite everyone just to close your eyes. just want a moment here just between you and the Lord. And so I'm just going to ask that we don't look around because I just want this to be a private moment between you and the Lord. But if you're, if you're here today and, and maybe you've been to church before, maybe your parents go to church, maybe, maybe you know, you say, well, I, you know, I think I'm Catholic, I think I'm Lutheran, I think I'm whatever. But you've never actually invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, your personal Lord and your personal Savior. But you'd like to do that today. You'd like to have access. You'd like to qualify for kingdom benefits, including forgiveness and being washed clean. So with every, every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm just going to invite you just to raise your hand.
if you'd like to invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Go ahead. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see those hands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and you can put your hand down. Thank you. And if, if you raised your hand, I'm just going to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And you can just pray it inside to yourself, and God knows your heart, and, and he knows what you're, what you're saying to him. You don't have to even say it out loud. But if you just want to pray this prayer with me or agree with me with this prayer today, we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to invite Jesus together to be your Lord and Savior. God, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on a cross for my sin. Thank you that Jesus rose again from the grave and he's alive. And because he's alive, now I can be alive in you. I can have eternal life in you. So God, I just pray that you, I just, I just ask you, God, to forgive me for my sin. Cleanse me of all that unrighteousness. And God, help me to live my life for you. That, that today is a day that, that I'm going to now start living for you. I'm going to have a relationship with you now. After today, after this decision, after this prayer. say you're not saved look at you you can open that bible and say nope that's not right because this was the day this was the day i gave my heart to jesus this was the day my life changed forever this was the day i came into relationship with god the father this was the day that jesus made me qualify for heaven hallelujah hallelujah that's what happened that's what happened when you prayed that prayer jesus qualified you for heaven glory to god so I want you to come and see me, or Pastor Phil. Pastor Phil, you just raise your hand. There's Pastor Phil right here. Come and see one of us, and we're happy to give you a Bible and write the date in the Bible, all right, and your name and the day and this day. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? I think we need to do a fast song. I think we need to do that first song. They're, they're ready to do a different song after we talk, but I think we need to, I think we need to celebrate right now. I think we need to celebrate. So let's stand. Let's close our service and, and praise. <laughs> 